you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Before you get to your episode, it's DJ and Bucky with Move the Sticks. Bucky, what's on our latest episode? Well, we're going to talk about your mock draft, but I'm really excited to talk about this pairing we have. 90s R&B with the top prospects in the draft, how we match them up. You need to tune in and listen. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. Check it out. Move the Sticks, iTunes, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as YouTube. The Around the NFL podcast has the vapors. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Welcome back, Mark. How you feeling? I feel fine. I, I just got a bad Oh, Dizzy Sessler. Now, you know, that's great. I didn't even listen to the beginning of the last show, but Shocking. I knew that from Shocking. a couple Twitter mentions that you turned what was a oh. tough very three days into me into a, a bit. Now, as soon, I, I knew as soon as I, someone was sick, Dan's going to go, oh, this will be great for the show. Wait, now, don't you think that maybe if you were going to lob something like that, an accusation that you should at least listen? Not at all. Well, no, we, we are no longer humans with lives and happiness and ups and downs. We are just players in the Dan Hansis drama, the, oh bi- the bits. We're just part of the bits. Yeah, but we're also ignoring the fact that I did have real um, – I was looking out for I hope Mark gets better. How many times did I say that? Like multiple times. I don't doubt that, but I what I received on you know online through various <laughs> sources was that you're killing my diet. You're telling me I need to change the way I operate. I mean, that's absurd. I, I simply question whether meat would help. Whatever you're dealing with. <laughs> in the situation that I was in, like bringing me a plate of meat would have done plate nothing. Of plate of meat. I don't know what sort of, you know, medical person you think you are, but that would have been the last thing that I needed. Well, I didn't at that time. I wasn't. I, I wasn't let's get him some antibiotics and a plate of meat. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. Um, that that Send was the solution. I just wondered if that maybe that would help. That's well, all. That's fair. And I'm happier back. I have. I wonder things too. 
Uh, you do. You wonder things. A lot of things. We're happy to have you back, though. See, Colleen, nice you want to talk about who, so the people you got to look out for? Colleen had a huge grin on her face uh, when <laughs> when the illness came up. She was looking mighty comfortable in that chair. Well, listen. I mean, if this all came to a very quick end, my life would go on. You you look comfortable in your new uh, array of clothes that you've brought from Boca Raton. That's I you, feel. You I came feel back Connor with a lot Orr. of good outfits. Well, because Connor Orr was Free. typically the person that would go to that trip with me, and the annual meeting. he could not be more excited at any event about the possibility of free gear. And this was three bags. Last year it was wow. one bag. It was three bags. And fellow journalists hating anyone from the NFL, because you only get it if you're from the NFL. Oh, really? Understandably looking at me like, you know, I was some shill. So you have a whole new wardrobe now? Of work. A lot of it is stuff that I'm going to be giving away because it's things that just don't, I'm not sure about, they don't really fit my wardrobe type style. Really? <laughs> Here's a little secret, because we're all so underpaid, we're happy to wear free stuff. Speak for yourself, Wes. <laughs> Wes, we get it. You're underpaid. Where, did, where are we at the, with the siren, the Wes, I'm underpaid siren? <laughs> Efforting. We have <laughs> to find the perfect one for it. All right. On today's show, we are going to uh, talk about uh, the divisions of the NFL, because uh, there are uh, 32 teams. 16 teams in each conference. Eight divisions. <laughs> eight divided by two is four. So four in each conference. Eight overall. Is that correct? That's, yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Woo. Confirmed. Got a little lost in the numbers there, but I made my way out. So There used to be six divisions. Remember that? Uh, vaguely, yeah. In 2002, we realigned, I remember. Wasn't that. that long? Well, there was also the weird year where there were 31 teams, and the AFC Central, I believe, at the time, mm. before they became the North, had six teams in it. It's a it's lot 12 of 12 of your games. A lot of teams. Uh, so, anyway, the division power rankings, uh, which is a post up on around the NFL. Greg, you put great effort into it. Speaking of efforting, you efforted on that post very well and uh, delivered a hammer. <laughs> you it didn't is, read it. It is a yearly column that we've done. We, I guess we don't have many traditions, but we've managed. We to have put, a lot of traditions. Put a, a ran, well, one that goes back five years. We don't have a lot of traditions that have kept up since 2012, which was the first uh, full off season of around the NFL. Uh, but we've randomly put out a, a division power rankings around this time every year. And w without getting into it too much uh, before we actually talk about it in earnest, this is a, a, a year of change potentially, at least in our opinions. A lot of big shake Of the divisions. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, we're going to uh, do some uh, news um, before we throw it to Brandon to get into the news. Everyone's doing a great job on our subreddit, by the way, the Around the NFL subreddit, which, uh, Wes, the numbers are, are going through the roof. I think you had said that they had really been multiplying over at the subreddit, which you were diving into. Yeah, there were like six people on there, and now there's probably like 73. Yeah. Let's no, see. I think there's there's more than that. All right, Wes. <laughs> see, I didn't even job. know if that was a joke or not. Wes on fire right now. While while we're talking, you know, are people contributing? You got the subreddit. I, I, I think we should send it out there because a lot of podcasts do this. Every podcast, we don't do it enough that it really helps us to leave some comments 
and ratings on the old iTunes. That's I, important. I want to see our little ranking and the because it, it's not about how many people listen to us. A lot of people listen to us, but they base it on how many comments are left. We're we're lagging a little bit on the comments. So you know, if you haven't left a comment there, go go leave one. Let's let's lean into the power of our listenership here because I'm looking. At that subreddit, we out now have over 400 people on that, and it was, I think, in the double digits at the beginning of the week, so a lot of people are flocking there, uh, reddit.com slash r slash around the NFL. And on iTunes, let's see if our listenership leans into it a little bit with, uh, what is it, likes or what is it, the five-star ratings, some comments. Let's see if we can bump us up the old uh, – Rankings. You know, tell your See what happens. Just out of curiosity. Just start subscribing on like 15 different devices. Maybe steal people's iPhones and Ooh. subscribe. That's what and then the give listener, them back. I don't mean – I mean borrow them. That's what the listener wants. You know, they they divvy out important time to come listen to the show. And six minutes in, Greg is given a homework yeah, assignment. We just, it was and a, is handing out and delegating tasks. Hey, to it the was one, one minute in the uh, three hours of – Beautiful content we'll have all week. I was going to say, we don't ask too much no. of, of our audience other than to listen, which is which everybody does a great job listening. <laughs> uh, now, maybe this is more a challenge. What can we do to take down the Apple machine or at least um, <laughs> affect it? So please help us out there at iTunes. Uh, let's do some news, Brandon. This is why you lift all them weights. This is why you do all that It is now March 30th, and as things stand, the Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos, they don't become defending Super Bowl champions until the season starts, right? Right now, they're just Super Bowl champions, or is it a league new year, uh, a new league year, so it already is defending Super Bowl <laughs> They're champions. the Super Bowl champion. I just think they're the Super Bowl champion. I think you're right. Once they start playing games, then they're defending. Okay. The Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos, as of March 30th, their starting quarterback is Mark Sanchez. This is something that's And he doesn't happening. have any competition. It's and just him. It's just him. Uh, it's kind of a shot at Trevor Simeon. Yeah. It kind was, of. It was intended, Trevor. Uh, doesn't the word Simeon mean monkey-like? May, yes, it is, right? I don't know. I believe it does. Um, so you're saying that? I'm just saying I believe that that's the, help what the case. word simian means. That doesn't help us. He's case. not an I, advanced species, is what you're saying compared I'm to not Mark Sanchez. Saying I, I anything other than the derivation of the met word. him during Super Bowl week in quite a nice. Who guy. Trev? Yeah, Trevbo had to ask him a question or two about something else and couldn't have been nicer. Didn't seem like an imposing athlete to me, but good for him. Did get one regular season snap. He lost a yard. I believe he probably was. It was wow, a kneel down. It was a kneel down, but. You did a good job with that. So I bring that up because it's surprising because I think a lot of people, if you would have asked uh, the football world, um, you know, three weeks ago, if, you know, Colin Kaepernick or some other solution would be in Denver's building by now, people would have thought something other about Mark Sanchez. But here we are. And uh, on Tuesday's edition of NFL Total Access on NFL Network, Ian Rappaport reported that the Broncos um, are interested in Josh McCown, who is currently a member of the Cleveland Browns, but perhaps not for long, as well as Brian Hoyer. So, Wes, you wrote this piece. Um, where Where is this interest in terms of serious? Is it more just these are the guys so they're being connected to them, or is this a real thing? Well, Dan, I would point back to you that you wrote a post a couple of days ago saying that Don't Josh, remember. Josh McCown is on the trade, blo- trade block, and Ian said on Tuesday's show, that they are Browns are certainly looking to either deal McCown or cut him. So I think that 
you know, maybe teams are waiting him out to see if he gets cut. But at this point, I led this column with McCown instead of Hoyer because, to me, McCown can be an upgrade on Sanchez and Hoyer cannot. I just don't see Hoyer, Hoyer as quite as relevant as a starting quarterback as Josh McCown. You could argue that McCown, coming off last season, any overall that offense was awful, but McCown had a couple good games. Took the Broncos to overtime last season. So that coaching staff saw him in that. But McCown probably could equal, if not be better, than RG3 if you play him for 16 games. Oh, I think he's way better than RG3. So I don't think it's a huge problem for Denver. If they're looking, I think they have to draft someone too. Well, they know these guys will be out there. Those guys are, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be cut or if they have to give up a seventh round pick in the drive. It's not like you have to jump up and go get them. Brian Hoyer and Sanchez feel very duplicative. Why bother have them both? Maybe you could even maybe say the same for McCown. I know you love McCown, but how old is he now? He's 36. You said you can't teach RG3 how to avoid injuries. Josh McCown is in the Hall of Fame of of oh, I, of uh, not I've avoiding injuries. I've admitted injury. that before. He right, plays, no, I know. He's equally as reckless as RG3, but if you if you surround him with uh, the Bron- more, I think he enjoys it. I think he kind of likes to get injured. Yeah, but I think <laughs> RG3's lack of instincts equals that out. Are you thinking of his head-first helicopter? Dive I mean, he just, he just seems like he's always year. going for it. You're coming at me, I'm McCown. You um, know, he just he goes. For I it. think if you surround him with the Broncos' talent, what's there on that roster? I mean, is he worse than Brock Osweiler as a starting NFL quarterback? I don't think he is. Hmm. Right. It's, I do. You it's, love it speaks to the situation that the that the um, Broncos find themselves in now because now you're either choosing between if you don't get Colin Kaepernick and we're going to talk about him talk about him in a little bit, but if you don't have Colin Kaepernick, who is no gimme anyway, like that he would be a guy that would lead you in a positive manner, you're going to choose between Mark Sanchez or Josh McCown, a 36 year old journeyman who, and I know he's been on bad teams, but is two and 17 over his last two years as a starter. Uh, has put up some decent numbers at times, but obviously is not a great quarterback either. I mean, he's okay, maybe, but they're not going to have a good quarterback this year. And even if they draft so they didn't have someone, one last year, though. That's what they would say to you, at least. They're trying well, to convince them. But enough. with Peyton Manning, he's also he's basically a coach on the field. You're not going to get that with Brian Hoyer. Well, you also have a first or second round pick to be named later. And I, at this point, I would be shocked if they do not draft a quarterback with one of their first two picks, and I'm not a draft expert, but everyone seems to say this is a great draft for them to have a late first or second round pick because there's, you know, there's, you know, maybe Paxton Lynch is in there. They'd have to trade up, but there are five or six guys that people think are worth a second round. But how many teams? People rip those guys to shreds. Right. They're not going to be the top tier guys. And and how many times has a defending Super Bowl champion uh, went back to back with a rookie quarterback? It's just not something that happens. It's they're in a bad spot. Well, there is a there is a quarterback sitting out there that won 10 games last year. They seem to be completely disinterested by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's like, I, I'm with you. I've been. I thought you were talking about, about Brian Hoyer. He almost won 10 games. Give me Josh McCown over both of those guys. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. And then on the Colin Kaepernick front, a rap sheet reported Monday night uh, that the 49ers won't cut the quarterback. We knew this before his contract becomes fully guaranteed on April 1st. Uh, but Rappaport also added that the Niners will not trade Kaepernick unless they are, quote, blown away. By an offer. And, you know, the Broncos are the only real suitor here, you would think, unless the Jets got involved, and I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's really, and I think you said this, Greg, uh, earlier in the week, it's starting to look like there's a very real chance Colin Kaepernick is on the Niners, unless this is just posturing, which could be as well. 
I don't think it's posturing by the Niners. I think Kaepernick's going to have to come to a point where he said he looks at the situation and realizes I'm not. This isn't going to happen for me. Can I play for this team? He clearly doesn't want to play for them. I now buy the fact that they do want him, that they've wanted him all along. But he came and hit them with this trade request. And what are you going to do? It's like if a guy comes to you and tells you he doesn't want to be your quarterback, you're you're in a tough spot. But at some point, and I think that point is after the draft. Kaepernick's going to decide, do I want to keep playing football? Do I want to get paid $12 million this year? If he doesn't get traded, he's not going to have many options. Yeah, I mean, coaches and GMs, when you ask about players that don't want to be on a team, they're, they're, typically the move is not, if it's not a money thing, to not try to get a guy that doesn't want to be in the building, let's maybe we can get him to change his mind over the course of the next four or five months and he can be our quarterback. Everything you've heard about Kaepernick is this, there are leadership issues at times with him too. You don't want a mopey Colin Kaepernick walking around your building when you've got Chip Kelly trying to like reestablish his credentials as a coach. That, that's a good point. It's a different position than other positions. Look at how this roster has changed just in the last two years since, since Harbaugh left. They're going to be unwatchable this year. They're going to be the, they're going to be right there with the Browns as the worst roster in the NFL and then add a quarterback who doesn't even want to be there. I still think Colin Kaepernick is the week one starter for the Broncos because it makes too much sense to me. So all this stuff that's leading up into the draft, we're just filling we're right. filling the vacuum with some sort of news because we got nothing right now. I don't mean we shouldn't talk about it. It's legitimate news, and it's interesting. But the logic behind the whole situation, that the 49ers, on some level, we know they're willing to trade Colin Kaepernick. They said they will if they're blown away. On some level, we know the Broncos are interested. They were willing to give up a fourth-round pick. The money doesn't seem that crazy. It's just too logical not to happen. It happens on well, draft week. Absolutely, because suddenly the Niners could have Carson Wentz or Jared Goff as your starting quarterback. They're in great position to draft one of Good those point. guys. And then the whole Colin Kaepernick thing is superfluous. Um, by the way, the Niners were the luckiest 5-11 and team in the league last year. They, can easily, they could have easily been a 2-14 and team a year ago. So Agree. if they take a step back from where they were last year, yikes. Uh, Mark, do you remember a man by the name of Tim Tebow? Yeah, rings a bell. What are your general memories of him? If you had to give somebody like a 15-second, 15, 15 to 30-second explainer about who was Tim <laughs> Tebow. I remember that he rose to massive popularity during an era where you and I specifically were charged with writing probably six to seven <laughs> Tim Tebow posts each a week, and they involved dating Kim Kardashian maybe and Katy Perry. It was a bad time for us in terms of what we were tasked with writing. Dark days, yes. B- before I arrived, I don't want this. This was I was not responsible this was for assigning Kardashian. That's all. This I'm was saying. pre-Rosenthal, but we chased everything attached to Tebow. Glad they you got that out there, Greg. Yeah, they called Manning the sheriff. I was the sheriff. Get that trash out of there uh, when I come in. <laughs> wow. Nice work. That, that would that would call for an it's about me, I think. <laughs> it's heard. about me. You know what? My first uh, post at NFL.com was Tim Tebow landing spots. On an airplane, you true, wrote true it. True story. Wow. Scared Dan and I both. That, I'll never forget that. <laughs> uh, how is, how are things going, by the way, Greg? Now, you're leaving for uh, <laughs> Mother Japan tomorrow, correct? Well, it's not my mother. <laughs> I am. I'm leaving on Thursday, uh, which is tomorrow. Long, you, um, long flight. Looking forward to it. You came into the office a little later today, and th- I'm not going to lie. There were some questions about whether you were on a one last bender before the flight. Uh, that is not true. 
Things have calmed down. Making some plans. We're getting ready to leave. But yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun eight eight days of bachelorhood. What no. are you gonna do on that airplane? It's what's free right. drinks. It's international flight, right? That's are you just gonna like be a good boy and read like three books? Be a good boy. What are you like? The, I like, want to know. You sound like a sixth grade bully. What are you gonna be like on the? On, <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know. Out on the school year. Oh, you gonna be a big boy reading your little books with your friends? <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Well, I'm going with a buddy, with Anthony. Um, oh, forget like, it. You're, oh, you boy. guys are going to be in wow. chaos. Yeah, well. I didn't know that. We'll have some drinks, watch some movies, I'm sure. I'm Tony like, Jizz is coming? It's a long, it's a long time. To- uh, Anthony, uh, Justin Lick, the uh, co-host of uh, the Rosenthal and Justin Lick Vanity Project. Defunct. RGVP. Um, defunct. Is it defunct or on hiatus? Or funky. Wait, you take your other podcast crew to Japan with you. Well, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> I'm kind of having a hard time with what's happening here. Well, I'm not paying for it. The NFL is? <laughs> that would be cool. Do a show from Japan. Maybe on this flight you guys can talk about, oh, man, that was really special what we had going. <laughs> Let's, we, should, we should bring it back, you know, when I have some time when my tour's over. That was all, that was all up in the air, you know, yeah. on our finale. It's possible it could come back. Totally. You never know. I know. Oh, you left it with a cliffhanger? Well, n- not necessarily, but I, it's, uh, it's open That's, that's it, what you do you in the business. Know. Yeah, well. It was season one the entertainers with a on that show. Uh, anyway, so Tim Tebow, yes, a former <laughs> NFL quarterback. You're really a famous college quarterback if you really want to take a, a bigger step back. Who then uh, struggled in the NFL with the exception of one quirky little ride with the uh, Denver Broncos in 2011. Uh, but he's still in the news occasionally <laughs> because he's and he's been looking for a job. The Patriots signed him and cut him. The Eagles signed him and cut him. Um, he still holds out hope. He's almost 29 years old now. Uh, he was interviewed at a charity event um, on Wednesday or on Tuesday, excuse me, about – and I, I want to I, – I asked Brandon to cut this whole thing. Listen to this woman for Fox and Friends. Her name is Ansley Earhart. I mean, listen to the fawning. Just, this is the, what Tim Tebow brings out in people about a potential future in politics. You thought about politics. You'd be such a good role model for these kids. Well, thank you. It's been crazy, hasn't it? Yes, it's been a whirlwind watching everything. Um, you know, I don't know in this time in my life, but you know, anyway. So you're saying there's hope. You know, if there's a chance you can make a difference someday in something, then that that would be intriguing. Yeah. Ansley, fawning. Come back to us. (laughs) Wait, is that a reporter or is she just like an entertainer? I think she's some type of correspondent for Fox Fox News. A little troubling. So you're saying the political journalism in this country not always taken <laughs> to be taken too seriously? That seemed even by the standards <laughs> of uh, you know tabloid journalism to be a little wild. But uh well Timmy had more substantive info in that interview than than some of these debates and whatnot. I mean, he could fit right in. You fired. I don't think I go to Tim Tebow for substantive info. <laughs> I that's a thing. I mean, let's be fair. Is you think Tim Tebow's a leader of, uh, you know, people like I, that? Well, I think a lot of people look up to him. I think what he would want to do. I think politics is probably the worst route in this country right now to actually try to help people directly. Tim Tebow could do a lot better work by doing something other than trying to go into public office. I didn't. Where like, would be a better route for uh, Timmy to go, Mark? I think Connor Orr nailed it on our Slack channel this morning, or oh, was oh, it oh, yesterday? Oh. We don't. We don't. Well, on I am where he talked about uh, 
him being kind of like a public speaker, but he's also, he's always had charities. He grew up, his family was involved in all missions and stuff. Just keep doing that. That's what he's good at. And I don't think politics is a, is a dirty road for Tebow to go down. I don't think Tim Tebow knows what he doesn't know. Mm. Sounds like a politician, maybe. Oh, Greg. Paraphrasing Donald Rumsfeld, there are known knowns, Mm. things that we know we know. There are known unknowns. We know there are things that we don't know, and there are unknown unknowns, what we don't know that we don't know. And Tim Tebow was raised in a fundamentalist religion and then played football as a quarterback, not an area where you're asking a lot of questions. I think the answers have been provided for him in life. He Mm -hmm. hasn't had to search for them. I don't think that's what I've won in a political leader, me personally. And who are you voting for this November? <laughs> I'm not not at liberty to say. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to play defense against Trump, though. Okay. I think that's uh, a strategy that a lot of people uh, believe in. We'll see what happens. More on the political podcast coming up later this year. Back to football. The Cincinnati Bengals have lost some notable players to uh, – Free agency, uh, now they're making some signings, starting with former Cleveland Browns linebacker Carlos Dansby, who, after being released by the Browns earlier this month, uh, told uh, Cleveland.com, quote, I'm sure the Bengals are licking their chops right now. And he was right. They were licking their chops because Cincinnati signed the linebacker uh, to a deal. Uh, in other news, the Bengals... Um, lost, of course, Mohamed Sanu uh, to the Falcons and Marvin Jones to the Lions, their wide receivers. They signed a wide receiver on Wednesday, Brandon LaFell, the fam- the, the former Patriots pass uh, catcher uh, who did have, people forget, a 74-catch season uh, uh, two seasons ago. Last year was an injury-marred mess with a lot of drops and uh, really uh, some flaws in his game became apparent, but the Bengals are going bargain hunting with Brandon LaFell. Wes, your thoughts? Well, you raised the point that he 74 catches, 953 yards, and seven touchdowns for a Super Bowl team two years ago. Last year he was never right. He had the foot injury. Came back late. I, it just seemed like he never was in sync. And Greg has said multiple times that deep ball to Brandon LaFell was the least effective play in football last year. I think Andy Dalton to Brandon LaFell would be maybe even more, <laughs> maybe even less effective. But he's a starter. These are two guys who are starting week one at this point. I don't think LaFell will still be a starter by week one necessarily. I think they're going to draft multiple wide receivers just like they did with Sanu and Jones and see how those guys can fit in, but at this point, he's their number two because it is insanely thin. They needed a veteran just to plug in there. And then you have Dansby, who I would think would be starting either over A.J. Hawk or certainly while uh, Perfect is suspended. So Definitely during Perfect. I, mean, I think with, with Dansby, he's not the guy he was a couple years ago. And I mean, it's like Cleveland didn't lose much by letting him go, but he's kind of an interesting player to fit into. I think he's the oldest Bengal already. Oldest player on the roster. And one thing that Dansby has always been is like a great locker room guy. And it's not a bad addition on that front. I don't, it's just interesting to me that he knew weeks ago that the Bengals of all teams would be. Well, he played, wasn't Kevin Coyle the defensive coordinator or he was on the defensive staff when Dansby was in Miami. And now he's back in Cincinnati. Mm. I'm guessing there may have been some kind of communication. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Uh, 20 years ago this week. Uh, Mark Sessler, the Baltimore franchise, left Cleveland 
And what part of the deal was they could not Art Modell could not take the Browns' name, right? The color scheme, the uniform, and the history of the team. That was part of the concession that was made. That had also not originally, but it was they fought for that eventually. The, the city, yes. Yeah. So when Modell got to Baltimore, he had to start from scratch. Twenty years ago on Tuesday, the Ravens were were selected as the team name. Uh, it was a telephone poll. I want you to think these other names. What what could have been, guys? Uh, the Baltimore Bulldogs. That was Art Modell's favorite choice. A reference to one of the uh, original NFL franchises. The Baltimore Americans. Another option. Oh, please. Referring to a train, a Baltimore to Ohio train, uh, the American. The Mustangs, which Johnny Unitas got behind. And Unitas famously, uh, when the Ravens were named, had this to say, I don't like it. I don't think it has any association with football. The Ravens was, of course, a nod to Edgar Allan Poe, one of uh, Baltimore's famed uh, uh, residents uh, who wrote The Raven. One of the most famous writers in American history. Yes. And, uh, Mark, your thoughts on this? I thought well, you had an interesting point yesterday. I don't think I don't I'm allowed to, to say what my initial point was. Hmm. You can say it. I think you can. Just say it. I don't know what it is. I mean, for, I've always heard that they basically named their franchise after a Baltimore-area poet that slept with his sister. <laughs> so you're, take, you're uh, questioning the character. It had a little bit more of an edge yesterday. Of Poe. Listen. First of all, any naming process, and this is this it's, it's kind of a cool name though, doesn't it work pretty name. well? What, Ravens, I think, I think it's a great name. Ravens is not a, but the idea that you would name yourself the Americans, right? So in an American well. sport with thirty-two other American teams, that's a bit precious. Get over <laughs> yourself. Well, so that was good. They didn't choose it. Know what else Mike could have been? What? Art Modell offered five million dollars to Jim Irsay for the name Colts. Interesting. Because they have been, the, they were one of the most storied franchises in NFL history. And if any mm. one has ever seen the 1982 movie Diner, knows how much the Baltimore Rave or the Baltimore Colts meant to that area. Jim Irsay reportedly wanted 25 or 50 million for the name, not five million. That is West. That's your wheelhouse. 1978 to 82 cinema. Diner is one. Got of it on the, Diner One of a, the great movies. Diner is a fantastic movie. Listen, I wasn't saying it wasn't. Well, I'm down, uh, kissing cousin. Directed the Colts, by the same guy who did the thirty for thirty on the Colts marching band. The Colts gets yes. no more fever pitch in that movie than when a guy's about to marry this girl, and for her to get married to him, she Steve has to. Gutenberg, right? Steve, she has to Dude. go through like an intricate, like forty question or something oh, quiz yeah. on the Colts, and I believe she fails, or she does she pass at the very end? I but, think she just barely. I passed. mean, it's it's like he would not marry her if she doesn't pass. I mean, speaking of great uh, sports-related movies, you said it. Fever pitch. Wow, the chemistry. <laughs> Fallon, what about Barrymore. The- what? Goodbye. You just can't, you can't create There's that. There's a British version with Colin Firth. No, I'm kidding. That movie was terrible, but the book about that the was, soccer team the book is, is great. one of the top ten sports books of all time. I'm going to – I'll throw it in there. Fever like pitch. It. The American version was, was based was on the terrible. 2004 Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, I'm joking, but – which was, as a Yankee fan, the lowest moment was the 2004 ALCS when they blew a 3-0 lead. But 2004, the movies like Fever Pitch and the way Red Sox fans comported themselves started to make things feel a little bit better because you guys were just poisoning your own well. And that, that oh, yeah. Started. You guys being Greg? It really ruined things with the multiple World Series they won after that. No, just about how people viewed you. She's not... Idea for a future yes. podcast. Uh, if you were a commissioner of sports for a day, mm-hmm. I would rename Baltimore the Colts. Mm. And number one on the list. Ooh, I like this. 
the Utah Jazz, I'm sorry, you have to give the <laughs> yeah. Jazz back to the Saints it's, or back to New Orleans. It's the most poorly named team of all time. The Lakers should be in Minnesota. Well, what What are the Indian? Okay, I like that. What about Indianapolis? Making what points. They, well, they can be anything because, you know, their history didn't start till 1983. What about the Lakers? That's what I'm saying. The Lakers belong in Minneapolis. And the Dodgers. Um, That's yeah, a good idea. Really Name realignment. trolley cards in, in L.A. Yeah. They do geographical realignments. They need to do a, re- a name realignment. That's what I'm saying. We should do a commissioner of sports for Give the Jazz back like to uh, the Pelicans. Is that what you said? Give the Jazz back to New Orleans, yeah. That's the boss is gone next week, so this might be I mean, should. how could you? You guys should do it tomorrow. If this is the best we can do for news today, think of tomorrow. Just a sign of the times, by the way, how they determined that the Ravens would be the team name. A telephone poll conducted by the Baltimore Sun. Very odd. I was living in the area when that happened, <laughs> and I had, I had plans to disrupt <laughs> that, is that really bizarre. entire operation. That's what's happening in the news. All right, so here we go. Let's get into it. Division power rankings. Greg wrote up the piece. Does it have a vanity URL? No. All right. You could find it uh, on Google if you do NFL.com colon and then put it in quotes, 2016 NFL division power rankings, <laughs> you'll get it. That's the best way. NFL.com <laughs> slash uh, Rosenthal. That would do. Ooh, Ooh. That's a great one, too. Ooh. Greg wrote a nice piece here. Greg, why don't you set it up for us exactly how this all works? We've been doing it every year. Well, the six around the NFL writers, the four in this room, and then we've got Kevin Patrick coming at you from uh, Detroit, lifting his weights. Mm, what a body. He sent in his top Eight divisions. Connor Orr sent in his top eight divisions. Everyone here did. And you add it all up in a complicated mathematical stew. Add up the numbers and you see who's on top, who's on bottom. Some definite trends emerged this year. Four different divisions got the votes for top division. A lot of disagreement this year. It was a tough one. I feel like it's a very balanced league right now. Well, this is why it's tricky because there's – for every – Team, division where you're going to, oh, well, this is the best division in football. There's some bum team at the bottom of the standings that you have to factor in because you want to, and we'll get we'll get into it, but I, I tend to lean towards the divisions that were a little more balanced, even if they didn't have the best teams because there were no tomato cans. I, I took that into effect. But that did yeah. not change the number one division on the rank, on the, on the board, which has right now, you know, one of the biggest tomato cans in the Cleveland Browns, the AFC North mm. rises to the top. The NFC West was uh, wow. our top division for three straight years. Uh, AFC North, I looked back, was always in the top three, top three or four. And uh, now we, we put it as number one. I think it makes sense because to me they have three teams that could make the Super Bowl. That's giving the Ravens a lot of credit, but I, it wouldn't shock me if the Ravens made the Super Bowl. So I think that's what helped out the AFC North. I, I don't know if any other division Where the been. Niners have crumbled in the West. Right, and so you have the Niners and the Browns kind of cancel each other out, but uh, you would take the AFC North's depth, I guess, over other divisions. But we all disagreed. I actually had them third, I think. It was just no one had them anywhere lower than second or third, and so that, that helped them out. So it just added up basically – so would eight if they were first, they got eight points. Did you do it like exactly. that? Exactly. Two, two people voted uh, AFC North number one. Two, two people voted the NFC West Number one, uh, I believe it was Kevin Patrick coming at you. No, he had him second. I believe you and Connor were the two AFC North guys. What, am I wrong? I was the AFC West. Mm. But, uh, I mean, it makes sense. And and I think a big reason why they took it in this group of six is that, I, well, I could speak for this room at least, that 
we're all we're all very high on the Ravens this year. I think having a bounce back season, and we still think the Bengals are going to be good, and we love the Steelers. So that makes a lot of sense. Even if the Browns go three and thirteen. The rest of these teams, they all seem like they could be 10-plus. Wait, you can't ask for any division to typically have four major contenders. I mean, the idea that – and Greg said it. With the North, it wouldn't surprise you if three of those teams made the Super Bowl on any level. And I look at the Pittsburgh as a favorite in the AFC. Mm. Uh, I think their defense gets better. I think the Bengals' roster is right there with any team in the league. I don't really know if the Ravens will bounce back. They have had two out of the last three seasons, either mediocre or just – terrible, but they have legitimate quarterbacks in this division, or those three teams do. This was by far the hardest year to do this exercise, I thought. Yeah, I don't you... think there's much separating. I, I had the end. I agree. The only thing I knew going into this, what I would have the NFC East last, partly out of spite, <laughs> just because of what you mentioned in the article. They get so much hype. They get so much television time. Everybody thinks they're a great division, and frankly, they don't have any good teams. Right. And I'm looking at our list last year. Um, the one-two spot was NFC West number one and AFC North number two. So they they flip, in our opinion, uh, from one March to the next. I had NFC West number one because, and so did Mark, I believe. I don't know what your reasoning, Mark, was. But mine was basically they have the best one-two punch. I mean, they have two of the top four teams. And since what Wes was saying, that no division's kind of perfect, that just was enough. And the Rams, to me, are... They're, un- they're underachieving, but they're a solid team. You got the turd in the punch bowl with the 49ers. But you have – I only think there's – Such a gross saying, by the way. And it, it, <laughs> that it sounds like a terrible not party. A, it's not a Greg thing specific. A lot of people use that. <laughs> and it's like an actual piece of human feces in fruit punch. He was a for party. a long time leaning on fly in the ointment. That was a big, big phrase of Greg's down the stretch and through the postseason. So he's like now taken it to another level. Working a little blue. <laughs> this is Bachelor Greg on display once yep. again. I'm speechless right now. I have the old nothing, I have nothing bird in the punch bowl. Got any other graphic? Him and Jeselnik just fly into Asia. <laughs> you know what my main takeaway from this was? What? The top eight teams in the league for me were pretty easy. Okay. And then nine through 28 or 30. You could rank them just about anywhere. And then the Browns and 49ers are way worse. Well, you had the, eight, you had the most out there. Uh, number one ranking of any division. How about the uh, the agnostic over there picking the AFC East as the number one well, division, whereas Dan and I, uh, you know, did not. <clears throat> well, you know, I carry that water up and down the hill for the Patriots. Up down, up down, up. <laughs> so down. they're number one, obviously, on this list because they're number one every year for me. They're yeah. they're the best team in the league. And, Except and for, you know when they don't win the Super Bowl. But, I think okay. the Bills will be a little bit better this year. The Jets will be a 500 type of team, and the Dolphins are around 500 too. They don't have any weak sisters there. They're, yeah, they're the example of the yeah the weak sister uh, clause. See, I think the AFC West is like the AFC East in that way. They don't but have the, the AFC West in my mind has two of the worst five teams in the league. What? The Rams are going to go into. Oh, the I said that. No, the AFC West. Oh, the so, AFC. Yeah, so, the AFC West has four strong teams. I think. I think those are four good teams. I had them up high because, to me, any one of those four teams could make the playoffs, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, Maybe not go to the best Super Bowl. Team in the division has Mark Sanchez as its quarterback. We right, should. but the worst team in the division has Philip Rivers as its quarterback, and and you've got some other good quarterbacks and some promise there. We should. St- I don't know if we've said any of the actual order other than the one, two. But I don't think so. One through four is AFC North, NFC West, AFC West number three, and then AFC East number four. So West had them at number one. I'm assuming the rest of us had to have them at the middle of the pack or 
significantly lower for the, them to fall to four. These votes uh, were very close. This was like our you know election. Your vote really counted. If one person had gone off, it would have totally mm. changed things. These four were all pretty tightly bunched. The NFC North, which we'll get to fifth, was kind of off on its own. And then the three bottom divisions we all agreed about. So, so I think we saw... To me, it's a balanced league. The divisions are balanced, and the AFC and the NFC is pretty balanced. I mean, the exercise is a little bit absurd <laughs> at this time of year, but I, <laughs> I, like, no. I like that the AFC South got out of the number eight spot. And I, if I really had wanted to go rogue, I don't even remember filling in the answers for this. When was this? <laughs> was I home? You I were, think I, uh, you caught me at a weird time, and I sent it in over. You were struggling. Uh, yeah, you you sent it back. You were actually the first person to send it back. This shouldn't surprise anyone about Sessler. He's at home. He's fighting through an illness, um, and he sends it back before any of these guys who are on the clock. Well, that maybe Sessler. put less thought into it too. Well, but I was working I, at the time. How about the AFC <laughs> I mean, South? Okay. I think the AFC South is. I know th- this sounds like you could probably record to last summer and I said the same thing, but I think the AFC South, four interesting quarterbacks in that division. That was not the case when they were an absolute joke a couple seasons Two ago. Two years ago, they were terrible. I could see them jumping up to five or something. I think the idea, they're, they're not going to go higher than seven or eight in this exercise because of what they are, but I could see it happening. Nobody believes me. On this, well, no, on this uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, we talked about five franchises on the rise. Three of them are in the AFC South, and right. the other one's been the usual division Which, winner. That's also the reason to have your guard up a little bit, though, because in springtime, when you start thinking teams are yeah. much better, you never, you never really know. No, for sure. But, but you know they're, they're fun. To, they're you trying. know they're more fun to watch. You know the Colts, the Titans, even the Titans because of Mariota. You, they have some interest level, and even the Texans, who to me always bored me more than the rest of the division. At least there's something different there that you can get into with you got why. But Dan's right though. I mean, this is a division and it go, come on. You got to go do this, it for once. This reminds me of maybe this should be an off-season post. No, it's too late for this. The the most <laughs> underrated games of 2015 season. Number 1, Jaguars Titans the second time they played. The Thursday night game? The Thursday night game was a total snoozer and people missed it was like 42 to 39 in an insane fourth quarter where Bortles and Mariota were just lighting it up. It was a it was a treat. Meant nothing. But it was a treat fun. for everyone who doesn't care about defense. Five through eight, the <laughs> NFC North, <laughs> NFC South, AFC South at seven, and then a- NFC East. And I yeah, I think Greg and Greg, you wrote it in the post, and here's proof that I read the post on the men. Um <laughs> that maybe this is a little bit of revolting because we see them so much, uh, these teams in primetime settings. And you're just sick of it. You're sick of seeing the Cowboys and Giants playing in big-time Sunday night football sp- spots with Alan, Chris, and Michelle with the call. And it's like, what did they do to deserve this? They get the ratings. That's why they get that spot. But they don't play great football. Uh, and there's nobody in that division. I mean, it would be very surprising, yes or no, if anybody in that division won more than 11 games, correct? Well, what if you look? Dallas is incomplete, but you that last season was an, was a complete nightmare for them. I mean, you get you get them healthy, you get your quarterback in for sixteen games. I can see a lot Dallas. Of holes, well, no, but here's the thing: how do teams get to eleven games? Holes. It helps to be with a bad in a bad division. If the rest of the division's beatable, you could be a team that isn't really eleven win type team, but you could win eleven or twelve games. I had them seventh over the AFC South, but I think those two divisions stand out that they don't really have anyone in those divisions that 
if any one of any team in either one of those divisions made the Super Bowl, you'd be surprised. I mean, the Colts maybe wouldn't totally shock you, but yeah, I'd be surprised if if the Eagles or the Giants or the Redskins somehow got it together or the Cowboys. To me, the whole doubt da- the Dallas thinks I think right now because Jerry Jones thinks it that we were one of the best five teams in the NFL two years ago. Then we didn't have Tony Romo. Now we're gonna get Tony Romo back. So we can be one of the top five teams. And I look at that roster. That I don't see it. What's, I don't see what's it. What's wrong with the roster? Their defense has holes all through it. I think their front seven, which was a strength last year, uh, is a weakness now. They've lost people, you know, including someone you want to lose, like Greg Hardy. You've got injuries there. There's not much. There, there's. So they've, got your bo- they've got your boy, the making the leap guy. Tyrone Crawford. Crawford. They've got Demarcus Lawrence, who came on like gangbusters last year at the end of the season. Coming off back surgery. Got a high draft pick. I mean, a lot can change. Sean Lee's one of the best linebackers in the league. I don't know. To me, like, they didn't make a deal with the devil this year. They'll be fine. Wasn't it two years ago that we were saying the Cowboys had the worst defense we had ever seen in our human existence? That was one of my favorite podcast segments ever. (laughs) <laughs> but it was it was also a drumbeat throughout the offseason that the Cowboys were just a right, mess. And then, they, and then in. they it's just we you know let's admit at this point what are we four years into the show, it's March thirtieth. We have no concept what's going to happen course. with these divisions. That's true. Uh, no respect for the NFC South, by the way. No one had them higher than sixth, despite I think the best quarterback lineup of any division in the in the league and the best team well, in the league last year until the Super Bowl. We're probably a little guilty on this podcast of concentrating too much on quarterbacks and ignoring the rest of the roster. Well, not in this well, case. Well, the apparently. Saints were legitimately junk for a couple seasons in a row. And they're not any better right now. Bucks got to show it. I mean, what, defense, what are we loving in that Why division? do we think the Bucks defense isn't – I mean, to me, what have they shown that they're a good defense? Well, we're loving that they had the, the league MVP, the best team in the NFL until the final day of the season – and three good quarterbacks, so you, you know, you're hoping that you can get other other things going. Tampa, f- forget about Tampa for now, but New Orleans and Atlanta wouldn't shock you if they win 10 I left. have New Orleans as easily the worst team in that division. Mm. I mean, That's one great. team would pick number one a year ago, and the Falcons and Saints have been bad years on for a couple years in a row now. So it's that's how you wind up near the bottom of this list. Good chatter, guys. Division power, ranking, power rankings, NFL.com slash Rosenthal to read the whole thing. Good job, Greg. Thanks, buddy. Because not only did you recap, you know, each of the divisions, then you had a few more thoughts. I'm hoping <laughs> to get into your thought bubbles. Um, I think Greg should take print this out, fold it up in a nice little square, and put it in his pocket. And everywhere he goes in Japan, have this article on his body, so he can show it to people. Just to know Stick that it he in the did face. this. He left in the punch he le- bowl. Right, he left with a big gigantic <laughs> punch to the gut before he departed the country. Just a a bomb on our NFL.com website. Well, the last time I was in Japan was a week after I was hired by uh, the good old NFL. (laughs) And uh, the NFL Japan offices just blocks away from where my in-laws live. There is an office, just a small, just four people work there. Apparently they closed it down, but now it's reopened. What do they do there? I don't know, but I might want to go work there someday. Origami. Check it out. You should check it out. Greg was in Japan. D- Dan and I both furiously texting each other, convinced we're going to get fired when he comes back. <laughs> I like the idea of that. <laughs> Greg's going to come in, restore order. It was a very. Uh, it was a time of very little surety. I will say that. You're telling me. Um, we'll be back uh, on Thursday. At least three of us will. Greg will be on an airplane or. Going to an airport. I will be in the air. You'll be in the air on your way to Japan, so have a good time, the boss. 
Thank you, sir. Be fun. Uh, before before you do that, though, and I'm very excited because I got to send out my first ever calendar invite on our internal email system around the NFL Podcast Ideas Summit right after this, guys. So bring your thinking caps. Maybe do a little. I already have one idea. Red Bull, uh, yeah, drinking your uh, Red Bull. Uh, anything to really get <laughs> your mind stimulated. <laughs> a cup of coffee, maybe. I will not provide any da- Danish. No. I don't. I don't Save that for the Fork Committee. Yeah, that's for the Fork Committee. Uh, so that's it. Yes. And again, the iTunes Challenge. Hashtag iTunes Challenge is on. <laughs> Let's see if we can manipulate the system and rise up the rankings. You know, put everybody on. Feel notice. free to belittle us in the comments as long as you give us five stars. Yeah, that's a trade off we'll certainly take. Uh, that's it. So we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, this is Dan Hanser signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and the Irishman behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.